Hello and welcome to Creative Sessions with Creative People, the show by creatives for creatives, with me, your host, Alan Grant. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Creative Sessions with Creative People with me, your host, Alan. Now this week, I had the opportunity to sit down with the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, actor extraordinaire, Aidan O'Sullivan. Now Aidan, he's a character and a half, he's always working, always has a project on the go, a short film, a sketch, what have you. And I've known Aidan for many years now, since college, so probably going back to 2008, 2009 would have been the first time that... I met Aiden. He left an impression on me. He's one hell of a character. He's inspiring. Great work ethic. Always working. And we chatted everything. We talked about um, how he got his start, his interest in acting, his influences. Uh, does he prefer dramatic acting or comedy acting? You're going to find out on this podcast. Um, we talked about the importance of variety and the different jobs that are available to us as creatives and the importance of having different kinds of jobs so you're not feeling stuck in one place. As a performer, I think that's very, very, very important and good for the mind as well. Good to keep the creative juices flowing. So let's keep this podcast flowing. Here's my interview with Aidan O'Sullivan. So this is Creative Sessions with Creative People, episode seven. I'm sitting here with the one and only Aidan O'Sullivan, a man who you might not know him personally, but you definitely know of him. He is a working actor. He's featured in a lot of short films, features, sketches. He's all around Dublin, all around Ireland, shooting, filming constantly. <laughs> He's a great man. He's a character and a half. Welcome, Aidan O'Sullivan. Aidan, how are you? Hello, Alan. How's it going? Um, good to be on the show. Yeah, good to have um, you. Yeah, no, it's... Um, I was just saying to you earlier on, I've been on a couple of podcasts recently, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all on for it. It's, it's something new, it's something different, and it's variety. Um, yeah, I mean, something different to do in the day. Yeah, absolutely, because you are a working actor, and before we officially started recording, you had just started talking about this topic, and I said, no, Aiden, Aiden, let's save this now for the for the episode. So you're saying if you if you weren't a working actor, even if you weren't an actor, you'd like variety, and that's so key in this industry. No, no definitely. I know, see, I, for me, I know some people like, um, so I used to work in jobs where it was like, it was definite. These are your hours, this is where you're working, and I was comfortable with that. But now it's like, um, I like working as much as possible. Um, acting is the number one, and the variety of that, different places. But if I'm not acting, then tour guiding or events companies, um, or medical role play, which, well, that, that is mm -hmm. acting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and voiceover, there's so many ways. Yeah, the variety. I, li I like that's one of the things I like about being an actor is variety in what we do. And but yeah, I think I think it's essential. Like I just I cannot do. I don't like being uh, contained in the one place. I yeah. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it's what like uh, hundreds of years ago people were doing. They're all over the place. Mm. Um. Yeah. Like I know a guy who was working from home for the last two years. And he likes his job, but working from home for two years, stuck in his room. He was dying to get back to the office because he likes people. his actual he likes his actual job. It's just 
there was no variety in his day. Mm. It was just basically his room and his laptop. So yeah. he, he can't wait to get back to the office. Because at least in the office, there's variety. You're, you're meeting people, different mm -hmm. people every day, you know, that kind of thing. So, no, I think it's, I think it's important for the mental health. And yeah. that's just not if you're an actor or anything, like any kind of job, variety and social life, everything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you do miss that, like that interaction of, you know, just to break up your day by, as you say, meeting new people, speaking to other people. Yeah, because you do, like, I mean, even throughout the lockdown, like I might not have been working from home, but doing courses and all that, like on the yeah. computer, you get sick of being on the computer, sick of Zoom meetings, just sick of um, not having any real world interaction. And that's just so important, you know. So I, and I'm similar to you because I find I, I you know, I agree with you 100 percent. You do need that variety because I find yeah. I like having like a lot of things on the go because then like you're never doing the same thing all the time. You know, I mean, take, take for example, I think I think these days you can be working full time, but mm. just not in the one job or the one place. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm. like, I mean, I'm more or less working full time, not completely as a full time actor, but like, uh, like, like I said, all the other jobs I do. But no, I like that. I'm more than happy with that. Um, um, I don't want to be in one place. Mm. Some people want that, others don't. I think it's all depends. Whatever suits yourself. Yeah. And um, any advice for anyone who's looking to break into acting now? Because you are making quite a name for yourself now. I see you all the time. Like you're you're always working. You're always promoting a short film or a feature or mm. something that you're involved in. There are people out there who want to break into acting. Maybe they're having a little bit of trepidation about, you know, leaving the nine to five or adapting to the actor's life. Have you? I mean, I know this is very early in the podcast. We're getting into the deep stuff, but any well, advice no, for anybody? Like, I think what it is is the stereotype is like even when I was moving down to Dublin eight and a half years ago from Donegal, it was like, oh, she's so just going to move down to Dublin to become an actor and sign on. Like, in other words, just to hang around. And I was like, going, well, no, that's not what I want to do, but. You can make a living as an actor, even when you're not acting full time. Mm. Like I said, like I mean, uh, I do tour guiding jobs. I work with events companies, um, which involves a bit of performance because mm. I enjoy that kind of work. Medical role play. Um, you get ads, acting jobs, voiceover. There are ways to earn a living. Mm. Um, that's you like the work it's enjoyable like so that's what i'm saying so get work that's flexible and pay is good or very good like voiceover so you don't have to rely on i must go to dublin get a job in a bar a restaurant and work flat out on sociable hours work mm -hmm. sleep uh and like recover and then that's i think that's the mistake actors make and then they get fed up they get tired they get disillusioned and then they stop acting but if you get you can get work that's flexible um like take for example was it two weeks ago i got paid 220 euro to go to a festival um called local land festival in Derry. a bus paid us up to go up mm -hmm. and up and down we got free food 220 euro and for two and a half hours, what we were doing is the company who had local, it was called Local Land Music Festival. 
90s uh, acts kind of um, pop bands they hired us specifically because it was a bit of crack it's called mm. local land to protest against the festival um and it was, it was great fun i mean we'd make um we had uh um megaphones banners and we were in characters protesters protesting about the noise level at music festivals it was ridiculous it was fun it was acting it was definitely a variety because you mm. meet lots of people and yeah it was great crack that's what i'm saying and then the next day then i was doing like a short film but yeah, there are ways to earn before you start getting paid acting work. Like, you know, in, in, in like films or plays, mm. um, it's not all necessarily you have to get a nine to five or shift work. There's ways to make, and even escape rooms, things yeah. like that, or uh, drama workshops for school kids. There's so many, like my niece and nephew, um, they go to drama schools like after class, after school. There's such a huge industry. And what I've noticed is that there's a lot of people out there who I meet who they have full-time jobs, but in their free time, they're training to become an actor. They're writing. Mm. They're learning filmmaking. Um, or they are, they've saved up money and are going to quit their job and focus completely on becoming an actor, filmmaker, writer. And yeah, there's so many people out there who want to make films. Mm. Um, and it's great. And the independent film sector is big. The technology is there now. It's cheaper, more accessible. So, and make your own work. That's another thing as well. Like I went to Bow Street and Bow Street were like, yes, I, I go for auditions and Zoom auditions. I had a Zoom audition about an hour ago. But in the meantime, when you're waiting for the Zoom auditions and self-tapes, either write your own short film and send it to a festival um, or get involved with other actors or filmmakers and make a really good short film and send it to film festivals. And from that, you get more film parts. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. So, so uh, create your own work, go to film festivals. Um, I was at the IndyCore Film Festival a few weeks ago. Uh, go to as many film festivals as you can and film screenings. And I don't call it networking. Networking is such a horrible, cold term. Mm. I call it socializing, watching films, and meeting people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm making, well, making contacts then, because you yeah. never know who's going to see, who's going to be attending, or who's going to see the films that you might be in, for example. Like, yeah. Um, and obviously, I know, like, you, every year you go down to the film plan in Galway as well, mm -hmm. which, is, which is a big one. Yeah, like that's probably the biggest one in in Ireland. Yeah, that would, uh, it's kind of Galway Film Flat, uh, Cork International. Um, there's loads of film festivals now. There's so many coming up, up and coming. Mm -hmm. And it's in, what's interesting now is that with the whole COVID thing, um, a lot of festivals now are going hybrid. So there'll be a mixture of online. You'll be able to watch them online, mm -hmm. but also go to the cinema and watch them. And that's good as well for filmmakers because that means people anywhere in the world can watch the films yeah and but and if you're lucky enough to be able to go into the actual cinema where it's on that's great too um but yeah they'll, they'll definitely i mean um 
there's a way to be an actor as long as I mean for me it's not about becoming like rich and famous it's it's about doing what you like mm. and to the best of your ability and if you start getting paid well then okay fair enough thanks very yeah. much mm-hmm. but um yeah I just like keeping busy and yeah working as much as I can um there is one thing I want to start up now next year. I've done it before. Is stand up comedy? Yeah, I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd I would love to see you do stand up because you I are was... you are a very like I've worked I've known you many many years now. I think you know going back to two thousand and eight when I first started college. Oh, we went to the same, right. we went to the same college me. together. Yeah, so you were about a year ahead of me in yeah. college. So I've known you a long time, but I will always say like you're a character. You're you're a very funny guy. I, so I would love I, to see you do stand up. I I think it's like. It's one of those things, like, I've done it uh, amateur, amateurish over the last couple of years. But mm. definitely, there's a course I've signed up for. Um, and the very end of it is you go along and do a stand-up gig. It's the one the Gaiety, is it? Yeah, yeah the Gaiety. Mm. And it's in a club, and if you bomb, you bomb. If you don't, you don't. Mm. And, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, why not? I mean, what the heck? Nothing to lose. Absolutely. Like you try, try. Um, I mean, that's my attitude. Try everything. I want to say I've yeah. done everything at least once. Exactly. I mean, take, when you think about it, um, yeah, I mean, what I think, why, yeah, I, I just want to be as busy as possible doing things that I like and hanging around with people I like. I mean, this is fun. This being on a podcast. Um, yeah, it's again, it's something, it's variety in the day. Absolutely. Uh, that's what's important. But, yeah, I think, yeah, don't get disillusioned. Keep as busy as you can. Um, try and get an agent, but also look for your own work and collaborate mm-hmm. with other people. Um, because short, film, short films done well can be seen anywhere and then it can lead to more work done. Mm. But, but I remember that we used to work together in the uh, doing schools plays down to earth. Yeah, the, I, the good the good old days. I, I mean, I saw a great crack there. Um, yeah. But I'm saying, working with people like yourself and Rob and Will and Ian and all the gang, it was just yeah, yeah, working with people who the same interests as you, acting, creativity. Um, yeah, it was just it was good fun. With, you I know, mean, it was good fun. I liked and it. Kids, I mean, kids theater is another is another great like mm-hmm. well paid avenue to go down. I mean, I've done like kids theater for seven and workshops years as well. Workshops, mm-hmm. kids theater shows. I mean, I've done tours in France and Spain with kids theater companies. But yeah. I had three good years there along with yourself in Down to Earth, and I I I missed mm-hmm. that. I missed that that company, and like you know, it, it was it was CE, and it's a shame yeah. that like we're never going to have anything like that again in this country because they shut down down to earth mm. did in 2019 and because it was it was good for us actors at that time to kind of have that guaranteed you're in there three or four days a week you're getting mm. you know your you know that grand a month basically off of off of down to earth you're working hard you're you're devising shows and it's just a shame to me that like you know with covid and everything schemes like that are going to go away that are valued to give actors good but, work you but, know but the thing is there is a demand for <clears throat> after schools programs, acting programs, um, for kids as young as like four up and like my niece is four, she goes to one in Dublin, mm. four up until like 
like 17, it's big because um, I think even if you don't want to become an actor, well, when you're a kid, you don't know what you want. Mm. But I think it's important for parents to put their kids into sport and drama. Yeah. And not to make them like uh, actors or whatever. If they grow up and they still like it, great. Mm. And they want to become an actor, great. But if anything, the very least confidence. Absolutely, yeah. Because if you're four and you're used to standing in front of people saying a poem or, you know, saying a monologue or dancing or, you know, but the older you get, it becomes, so then you get your first part-time job at 16, working with people, being in front of a whole pile of people at a cash register, a big queue. You know, mm. you don't care. It's like, no problem to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, think that's, I think it's very important. So it's all about pushing them into becoming actors. If anything, self-confidence and yeah, yeah enjoy themselves as well. No, I 100% agree. That's very mm. important. Like even like I'm from me myself and like my dad runs the musical society oh, here. So, so you grew up he, in among us. Yeah, yeah, he started he up. Was normal. Yeah. yeah, he started up the theatre school here in Kells. And like in addition, we were like he started that in 2001, but I've been on the stage since I was three. But the panto was yeah. always something that brought the people of the town together. And my dad prides yeah. himself. He prides himself on always giving parts to the kids in every panto, the theatre school. He wants them mm. to grow in confidence. He wants them to be part of the next generation of actors and people involved in the shows in the town, you know, and I think that's great. So that's following on from your point. So I understand completely where you're coming from yeah. because confidence is key for the kids and to see them get involved, you know, and give them something to do. Like, you know, especially a small town, like I know I'm talking specifically about Kells here, but it's a small, mm. it's a small town. So it's, it's nice to have that sense of community in regards to the arts in the town keep them all keep the the teenagers off the streets give them something to do because, something productive because to be involved also, in because also not every kid is into sport yeah you know what i mean like, i mean if you're into sport great and maybe at a young age expose kids to sport but some people just aren't into it and that doesn't mean don't become fit i mean there's mm. other ways to become fit without being involved in sport if you don't like sport as a kid there's other ways to become fit like cycling or running or walking but yeah, just just be other avenues now, and hopefully, I think there is more and more, even in small towns, more and more opportunities for kids to, if they want to do sport, great. Mm. If they want to do music, or if they want to do drama, um, yeah, it's it's big. It's becoming big, and it's it's becoming very very big. Because parents realise the benefits of uh, drama, and yeah, I mean, I hate the stereotype that actors are like, oh, look at me, I'm an actor, or mm. I want to be seen, I want to be famous, or... The, with the scarf and the beret, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, oh, look at me, it's like, no, it's like, you know, it's not, it's like, it's like saying, oh, all accountants are boring, or all, you know, all people in rock bands or drug addicts, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's these kind of, like, uh, stereotypes, or or all Irish people are, are drunk, or... Mm. Yeah, it's like, are there some actors out there who love themselves? Yes. Just like everybody else in the world. But, um, yeah, it's... But no, I think, yeah, I think the more opportunities for people, the better, and variety. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, variety when you're a kid. Um, yeah, I think that's basically it, you know? Yeah. And here's a question for you. I don't know if I've asked you this before. Um, maybe maybe I have over the years. I I'm I'm going to ask you again now. Like, how did you get your start in acting? What what clicked for you that made you realize you want to do this for the rest of your life? See, I think growing up, I always loved watching films, and I like watching films 
TV shows. And I remember my dad, he was, uh, he, he would do acting sometimes in the local kind of uh, player groups or drama clubs. Mm. But yeah, I grew up, I was very shy, kind of introverted. So I, I think in the back of my mind, it was always like, I really like this. But then I saw an ad in the local paper that they wanted people to work in the Ballor Theatre in Balbuffet. Mm. And I saw that there and it wasn't a just actor, it was a kind of everything in the theatre. And I just thought, what the heck, go for it. Because then I was—I tried all sorts of stuff. Like um, uh, I was working part-time at a petrol station, uh, sometimes in the summertime, full-time covering like holidays and stuff. Mm. I was doing different courses and that kind of thing. But no, I just saw the ad in the paper and I just, I thought, yeah, I'm going to go for this. Um, and I applied for it, did an audition and an interview, and I worked there for a year. And it wasn't just the acting that I liked. I liked the camaraderie. Mm. I liked working there at, at, the, at the theater. I just liked the buzz of it. And there was no glamour or nothing like that. It was just, I just liked, I liked it. I liked the atmosphere. I liked the people. Um, it gave me a sense of purpose, and I, and I enjoyed it. Um, it was just a good experience, like the first time I ever did a play, and yeah, we did comedy plays, uh, drama, farce, panto. Mm. Panto's great fun. Like there's some people who would look down, there's some people who'd look down at like comedy or panto, not at all, not a hope. I love uh, it. Yeah. Panto same. is... Panto is hard work. Oh, I know, I know. I swear I, it, it's not, you know, it, 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 you know, it, oh, it's, it's not this. I certainly do not dismiss panto or comedy or farce. It's mm. yeah, it's um, some of the best times I've had yeah. on stage have been in panto. Yeah, and like because I'm, you can go over the top. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, <Yeah. laughs> and it's expected. And that and that's and that's why that's, that's the why fun I of love it. it. You're acting like a big child. You're you're, yeah. you're an adult acting like a big baby. I mean, what can be better than that? I love it. And in many ways, <laughs> like I compare, like say if I'm watching a movie now, and I do you know the way movies now all tend to have mm. the same old super serious dry villains. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I put that akin to when I was a kid growing up watching, you know, 90s uh, action films and you had like the Alan Rickmans of the world just chewing the yeah. scenery and that room brings me back uh, to Panto. They were, they were kind of, they, they knew they were, they were hamming it up, but it was yeah. enjoyable because you could see they were having fun being the villain. Yes. And, and that, that was, that was fun to see them having fun. That's what it's all about. That brings yeah. me right back to Panto. And I played the baddie a good few times at yeah. Panto. That's my favorite thing to do in Panto. You can't beat, you can't beat the feeling of getting booed on stage in the right circumstances, <laughs> in the right circumstances, being the baddie. Friend, you know? Friendly booing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't beat it's uh, being booed in a safe space. Mm. Oh, no, I mean, you're, you're right. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's all performing. Like, I remember I used to do, like, comedy improv shows, mm. comedy improv groups, and that was fun. And what I like is um, when you lose your inhibitions, when you're not, when the voice in your head turns off and you're not there thinking, do they think I'm stupid? Do they think I'm this? Do they think I'm that? Mm. You know, that's, I think that's what it is, because I think I, had, I used to have very bad social anxiety. Now I have a very small amount. 
But I think that's what's one of the attractions is to acting is that it's a way to switch off that social anxiety, switch off that voice in the head going, who do you think you are? Or mm. what are you doing that? Or, you know, you're not good enough. And I think that's one of the attractions to acting. Yeah, no, um, just put yourself in someone else's skin. Yeah. And yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, when I, I mean, I, I still am to a degree sometimes like it takes me a while mm. to warm up to a new group so I know exactly what you're saying I can be quite quiet and reserved mm. but like growing up put me on a stage and I'm a completely yeah. different person and people have told me that they're like Jesus like you're you're it's a completely different individual there on the stage but in real life you're so quiet you know it's, it's like acting gives people a license to you know just yeah just to to kind of express themselves or be creative mm. and yeah in a safe place in a safe kind of zone mm. uh, i think that's why a lot of people are attracted to it um so it's kind of the opposite of like, oh all actors are all show-offs they are all this or all that a lot of them uh maybe when they're doing the the the, the part are showing off or mm. but yeah when when they're not acting it's like no they just they want to kind of just um keep to the background kind of yeah mm. and i know then the next big move for yourself would have been down to good old it sligo yeah you had four you had four good years there i I know i've known you for two of them because uh, i started in 08 you started in 07 no seven i started yeah um <clears throat> i enjoyed sligo um um yeah i mean the Declan, Declan drone was mm. agnes Una, Una Rona. And Rona. It's not I met I, I met Declan there at the summertime. Mm. I was staying in a hostel. I stopped my breakfast before the Galway film flat. Yeah. I was kind of half online, half in a park with distancing. Mm. And next thing I heard this voice and I was looked up and it was Declan Rohan looking down at me. <laughs> Good old Declan. It was great, like um just randomly met him, but it all, I enjoyed Sligo. It was a good mix of practical acting and essays and set design. I like set mm. design. Yeah, so did, uh, so did I. It was good fun making your own wee world, kind of. Mm. Um, so, and I also kind of thought, right, I want to be an actor, but at the same time, I still want to have a degree. Mm. No, I know, I was just kind of thinking, it would be nice to have a degree and also be trained in acting. So that's one reason I picked Sligo, IT. But yeah, and then I went down to Dublin. Oh no, so I went. No, I went down to Dublin, and yes, I trained in Meisner, did the part-time Bow Street. Mm. But I just wanted to try all sorts of acting, try all different avenues. I did comedy improv, but I think definitely, um, I still want to do like more bigger films. Maybe I want to do a TV show. Yeah, uh, even supporting role, but definitely stand up comedy is one I want to just take off the box. If I'm if I bomb, if I'm no good, fair enough, at least at least I give it a go. But I think, yeah, it'll be the ultimate thrill mm. because it's all you, there's nowhere to hide. And I think that's why I really, really admire stand up comedians more than actors. Because a stand up an actor has uh, has uh, has security and buffers and that kind of thing. Mm. All their actors, a play, big set, all that. But if you're a stand up, 
it's all you. You made the jokes, you're delivering them, it's just you up there. And I think that takes a lot of courage. Oh, yeah. Or a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but even, even if you have a few drinks in you or uh, smoke, whatever the hell to calm you down, mm. no matter what, it still takes nerves to get up there in front of oh, people. Yeah. To look into the whites of people's eyes, and if they're going... <sighs> Or if they're on the phone, it, you know what I mean? Or, you know, mm. it's not, it's, that is courage. Like, really. Um, so, yeah, people who do it all the time. Like, there's people in Dublin, there's a huge stand-up comedy circuit. I've gone to loads of gigs, checked them out, and there is tons. You, you could go into Dublin City Centre now, no problem, find a, a couple of stand-up gigs in certain bars on each night. Mm. You'd have no problem at all. And yeah, it's just great to see. Um, and uh, was it there last week? I went to the first play I've ever seen in two years, and that was a great feeling. Back in the theater again, oh, yeah. yeah. Going to go and watch an actual play. Mm. Yeah, you're wearing the mask still, but it was just great. It was incredible, like watching the play. It was like, um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I haven't um, been in the theater myself now in two years either. Although I'm performing. Well, no, I'm back in the theatre performing now next next oh, week. That, oh, hang on a second. That's right. You're involved in the play with Jerry Cannon. Yeah, myself and Jerry back oh, together again on stage. That's right. Because I, I went the play I went to see there, um, Dublin and Dublin in a rainstorm, with Catherine Warner Yates. Mm. I went in and I ended up sitting just by chance beside Jerry Cannon. Right. Yeah. Like I know Jerry. I've seen him out and about a good bit. I've worked with him mm. a few times. And uh, and then he he'd already mentioned that he was going to be in a play and you're involved as well, but uh, no, I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh, the last week in November, yeah. Uh, but of course, you can't watch it, so <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to a play after your play and actually yes. watch it. Ah, uh, um, yeah. No, no I, can't, I can't. I can't wait to attend the show live and, and, yeah. and see and, and see it live. But. but even being in a play, I mean, the last time I was in a play was a month before the first lockdown, which is in Smock Alley for the scene mm. and heard. So yeah, it's mad. Like it's gonna be a huge buzz for you to get back up on the stage and Jerry as well and all the guys. Yeah, just to be in. I last time I was on stage mm. would have been March twenty twenty, performing in front of a. A lot. And that well, that was in Spain. That was a kids' theatre show. But the oh, last time I performed in right. Dublin was June 2019, even be well before yeah. the pandemic. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting back in front of an audience um, yeah. again. You know, so yeah, I, I'm sure it's going to go well. So um, yeah, I will definitely. So that's the last week in November. I'll definitely go along to that there. The, the 23rd to the 27th in Smock yeah. Alley. And, and, and that's my plug for the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'll plug away. Uh, <laughs> and, that, and that's another thing as well. I think some, like, I still have a bit of it as well where we're afraid to, um, when you think about it, if you're a carpenter and you build an amazing, uh, well, if you build like something or if you're um, uh, any business person who builds something or trying to sell something, you're going to promote that. Absolutely. So, like, I mean, that's why I think all oh, people say, "Oh, you're an actor, you're showing off." But it's like, well, no, it's just like the whole idea is we want people to see our stuff, mm. uh, to buy the tickets, um, or we want people who are directors or producers to see our plays or or, or films at festivals. Which is why we promote the fact that we're in plays or, or the short films we're in are at festivals. Um, so yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah. So it's not bragging. It's just. Stating a fact, 
like I'm in this play uh, with soldiers, other people. So, I, I, I'm, I may plug the name Soldiers and Sailors by Mark Soldiers Edward. and Sailors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to say you're an actor or a, or yeah, and th- this is the play I'm in. Um, mm. I'm just letting you know the times. Uh, or here's a here's a short film I'm in. It's part of a film festival program. Yeah, and don't be afraid to put it up online. Um, of course, not bombard everybody under the sun. Yeah, I, I, I've known a few people who do that, and it can. Um, well, yeah. I, 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 one individual in particular, I'm not going to name names. You know him, he's Mighty Sligo as well. He's all the time plugging, plugging, plugging. Or at least he used to be. I, I had to block him on Facebook. He was plugging that much. It put you off going thing, to see anything that he was involved the, in. The thing is, I was guilty of that. When I first started using Facebook, like to, not in college, but to promote the fact that I was acting or this is what I was doing, mm. I didn't realize that, you know, when you post something up, yeah. it pops up on people's feeds. Pop, 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 pop. Mm. I didn't realize that. I would just be popping away, share, 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 share. <laughs> like I didn't realize that, you know. I just because I didn't realize about the whole uh, about the Facebook thing, and then, and then somebody said to me, and then I said, oh, and they they uh, then uh, all the people then would start to promote stuff, and I go, my God, this thing keeps popping up the whole time. Yeah. Oh, that's what happens when I do the same thing too. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> but it's like I didn't know about that, so. So the, it's yeah, it's getting a fine balance between hi, okay, I'm just stating a fact. This is what I'm doing, or this is what happened. Here you go. But yeah. I'm not going to be like bombarding you <laughs> all the time. It's getting that fine balance, I think. Absolutely. No, you're no, you're dead right. And here's one because now, mm-hmm. like I, I know that you are a theatrical actor as well as a film as a film actor, and. But I think of you more now in terms of like film acting, because I, I know I, I haven't seen you on stage like, you know, in a, in, a, in a number of years. I know you have been acting on stage, but I haven't seen I haven't been able to attend any of those shows. But like, did you ever did you ever maybe subconsciously make the decision to switch from theater to uh, to film? Or do you still enjoy? Obviously, I know you still enjoy, but would you like to do more theater? Um, I think no, definitely like to do more theater, but. At the moment, it's mostly like um, screen stuff coming up, mm. and I think there's more opportunities for that. Like either be it like uh, comedy sketches or short films or feature films or, or even like a uh, self taping or Zoom auditions for TV shows. I just think there's more opportunity. Um, but having said that, I'd still do a play. Like it's just mm. at the moment. Yeah, it's more there's more chances for screen than than plays at the moment than theater. But yeah, I think it's always I'm busy. Um no, doing a play, I'll tell you, it's God, it's like you really need to be fit as well. That's another thing as well. Mm. Keeping fit. Like going to the gym, eating healthy, um, keeping your mind fit, it's super important. Yeah. Because yeah, no, it's just like, like, like I went to Bow Street. Oh, you mentioned, like one of the things, I went to Bow Street the part-time and that's all for screen acting. Mm. And from doing that, I really got more interested in films and doing more screen acting. It's from the training there. Um, but yeah, no, I wouldn't do that plays at all. Mm. Um, but one thing I've no interest in is directing. Yeah. You know, you like directing. 
Mm. But for me, it's not really my kind of thing. If anything, writing, um, but or co-writing or kind of uh, collaborating, I think they call it. Mm. Like there's a great thing now. It's um, I think it's Screen Ireland and Bow Street have actor as creator program. So the actor can pitch um, like a short film. Not they don't have to have it actually written, but pitch the idea. Mm. have a team assembled and have a, have a treatment for a short film and then they pick about I think it's like five or six short films and then they give funding to Yeah, and I think that's a great thing to do to get involved in things like that getting together, collaborating um, yeah it's again it's a way of of yeah acting and making good work and yeah getting to know people as well um but yeah no i think there's definitely i think i think there's more opportunities for actors now there's a lot there's lots more actors but because there's loads of acting schools but at the same time i think there's enough opportunities for people through film festivals to make their own short films um so i mean i've been to film festivals all over ireland and the quality is incredible like really, really good. And even now, like there's a student short films that are coming at the film festivals and it's like, they're really well made. It's like, um, yeah, it's obviously most of the training in film schools is, is very good. So, and it's good variety too. There's comedy, there's dark, there's drama, mm. there's documentaries. There's, yeah, there's so many, there's so many good things being made, good, good films being made. Every county has a film production course. Dublin is about 50. Mm. It's mad. It's, like, it's a huge business. Oh, yeah. And in terms of, of, of acting then, which would you prefer if you, if you, have, you had to pick? I'm not, I'm not trying to be cruel to you. If you had to pick dramatic acting or comedy acting, be it on stage or on screen, you could only do one for the rest of your life. What, what, would, you, what would you pick? I think I'd do... Oh, I think I'd have to go for comedy. Yeah, it's like like we did um, a, a kind of a comedy series recently. It's been launched online episode by episode. Whole mm. news check, and I was a guard in it. I was a politician. There's something about comedy where you're playing it really straight, mm. but you're having a great time. And I think you have to pay for comedy. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's just such a it's such a buzz acting the fool, being the being yeah. the you can't, being you the, can't beat it. But playing it straight, like mm. you don't know you're the fool. Yeah, <laughs> you think you're like you know yeah you think you're the man. Mm. Uh, that's the I, I like when people see comedies I'm in and go, yeah, I saw you in that comedy. Come on, you were so serious. Like it's like you believed this whole situation was normal. I love that because that's the fun of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're the you're, you're the straight the straight man. You're the foil for, you know, um, like like whoever is going over the top or whatever, mm-hmm. or or vice versa, or whatever. Like, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I love that in terms of in terms of comedy. Like it's I, the, I, it's going back to the old Monty Python sketches. Yeah, like the guy coming in thinks it's normal. What was that one where he comes in with the dead parrot? Mm-hmm. You know, and thinks it's completely yeah. normal. I like the kind of humor. And I'm very impressed with the writing I'm seeing and the sketches and the comedy series that people are making. They're going for that kind of humour. 
And it's just good to see. There's a lot of good writers, just so many good writers out there. Um, yeah, it's incredible. Like, it's just, just so. It's just this thing that so many people want to be creative, and now with the internet and Zoom, you can do courses with somebody in Los Angeles, mm. and you, you know everything's a lot cheaper. And it would be great to be in the room all the time. Yeah. Sometimes the classes are the other side of the world. You can now, and also because of Zoom. If you've got 100 people in the class taking notes or being involved, that means there's more people, which means that the course is less. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can fit more people on like an online kind of a course. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot more opportunities for people. Um, I'm not disheartened with this whole COVID lockdown thing at all because it's not going to stop people from writing, um, being creative. You know, working on their skills. No, it's not. It's yeah, I'm not. I'm not down at all about this. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting stuck in more. Um, to keep auditioning, keep self taping. Um, and even if I don't get the part, at least they saw me. At least I'm on the radar. That's the way I look mm. at auditions and self tapes. I don't see them as like um. Um, I don't see them as like the be all and end all. You want to do your best on it, mm. but then at least if you get it, great. If you don't, at least you were seen by them. So yeah, I, yeah, just to keep um, keep trucking on. Yeah, and keep creating. In terms of uh, you mentioned earlier, like you have an acting agent and you have a voiceover agent. So just wondering, like, any advice about, like, how you approach agents or how you get seen by them and how you ultimately get taken on by an agent? um, Well, sometimes when you email agents, you either get a response weeks later or you don't get a response. But sometimes you get a response, it's like, we already have uh, enough factors, your age range, your look on our books. Mm. And so, I mean, I, I, I understand that. I mean, you can't have about 50 people with the same age range on it. But, yeah, I think um, emailing all the, the agents, um, yeah, just more or less saying, you're, like, here's your CV. Uh, not coming across as needy, but here's your CV, uh, your showreel. Mm website and you'd be interested in meeting them uh, you know or having a Zoom conversation to look for representation with your agency mm. um, but also contacting casting directors because casting directors um, yeah they're open as well to receiving emails from non-represented actors like I don't mean every day or every week but like say if you can find out online now what TV shows or films are being in pre-production and who's casting them and then you can send an email to the casting company mm. saying you, do, you don't have an agent which is why you're emailing them directly but uh, here's my CV here's my age range and I hear you're casting for this TV show or film and yeah if, if there's any self-tapes or Zoom auditions that I could be suitable for mm. um yeah, and yeah, go to film festivals, uh, meet people there. There's usually good words. A lot of film festivals now, 
well, back in person, they've got like workshops, which are great to go along to and meet people and get involved. Mm. Um, yeah, it's a lot of ways to, to or, or collaborate then and make your own stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, there's loads of ways. Um, I know some people then write one man shows. Mm-hmm. I've I've tried I've tried to do that myself, I mean, but I could never I could never stick with it. Oh jeepers, that's I mean yeah I mean if you go to do a one man show, like I remember one time watching a one man show, it was like a an hour and ten minutes, mm. but it was really good. I mean it was really well written and just w- well acted, but oh yeah to do that there, if you can write a very good one man show or one woman show or one person show, um. That'd be so easy to travel and take it around the country. Mm. Be a great thing to do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. One, one one final question, Aiden, before we wrap up uh, this episode. I always ask this of all the guests that have been on. If you could go back to your younger self, so say go back to Aiden, who's working at that at that petrol station, before he embarks on this crazy journey into the acting world, what advice would you give your younger self now? Oh, Jabers, that um, basically there's no need to be so anxious. Um, yeah, you know, you're only 16. Um, yeah, just to relax. That <laughs> you don't have to be everything to everybody. Um Take your time, travel more. Um, you don't be getting caught up and worried about what other people think or mm. what they think you should be doing or who you should be. And yeah, just uh, yeah, just take it easy. <laughs> yeah, well, really, 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 really good advice, Aiden. Really good I know, advice. I, I wish I, I, agree I, with you. Kind of, I really wish I could go back to my sixteen-year-old, my yeah. old, my sixteen-year-old self. Well, that's basically it. Yeah, to just you know the things you worry about, the things you look back on that you used to worry about, and now realize and go, I spent time worrying about that, mm. or I was anxious about that. What a waste of time! Like, like it's, but yeah, you live and learn, and yeah. It's mad the things you used to worry about. Yeah, I I, I know only too well, like, you know, I just mean, being anxious about stuff and madness. Um yeah. A lot of the stuff you worried about wasn't worth worrying in the first place. So mm-hmm. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining me, Aiden. And I know like you're a busy man. I wish you the best of luck with all the projects and I hope you get all that variety that you that 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 you want and more. And you too, Alan. Um it's great. You're um you're still acting. You're. Are you still writing? Actually, I'm still. I'm still. I'm still writing here, here, here and oh. there, trying to do as, as as much as I can. But you know, That's things great. get in the way. Writing but... podcasts, uh, escape rooms. Um, but yeah, no, that's great out there. I mean, yeah, you're doing variety too. I mean, I think you've. I don't need to tell you about variety. You know, you've yeah. you've cracked that yourself. And sometimes I to get stressed. Go back to your point about like just stressing out over things i just stress out going i've taken on too much i'm trying to do too many things or be too many things to you know too many people you know can be overwhelming sometimes i don't know if you ever if you ever find that yourself like with the amount of stuff and different mediums that you're involved in you ever find it overwhelming i think the problem is now there's so many opportunities and 
you know, you kind of think that, oh, I should be trying this, that, this, that. Um, yeah, I find that too. Sometimes I think I should always be doing more. Mm. And then I don't spend enough time for myself or mates or family. Um, or I'm afraid, I don't really, I don't want to say no to that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, you can't do everything, but yeah. But but we can try, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me, Aidan, and I wish you the best of luck. Thanks, Alan. Been a pleasure. Good to see you again. Well, that wraps us up nicely for episode seven of Creative Sessions with Creative People. I've been your host, Alan. I want to thank Aidan for coming on the podcast. Great to chat to Aidan as always. He is inspiring, always working. And Aidan, I wish you the best of luck in everything that you do. I hope you maintain the variety that you currently have within the creative industry. And I hope you get even more of it because you deserve it. You're an inspiring, hardworking individual. And I wish you nothing but success. Um, so that wraps us up nicely for episode seven join me next week for episode eight on creative sessions with creative people